This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be chatting with an individual who competes at BKFC 52, which goes down on October the 20th. We have Jeremiah Scott knuckling up and towing the line against Chevy Bridges and Great Heaven Chevy on the show. How was your day going so far, man? You having a solid one? Uh, yeah, pretty good, man. Just uh, trying to get the work day done before I go spar. And who are some of the main like sparring partners ahead of this one that you would, I guess, credit as the guys primarily getting you ready for the fight? Um, a real big one that I've had, you know, in my corner and behind me for this camp has been uh, Jeremiah Riggs. He's kind of like taking me under his wing and mentoring me a little bit and helping me reach a new level. Yeah, definitely a great person to get in that work with. And is that at Tushka Boxing, I believe it is? I was, I think I was seeing that on the Instagram bio there as the gym. Uh, say it one more time. Uh, just the gym. I think it was Tushka Boxing was in the Instagram bio. Is that the primary space you're training at? Um, that that is where uh, I'm from in Oklahoma. That's that's my uh, my main gym that I come from. So. Yeah, and I would think in general you're just probably pretty excited about this one just with it being the first time in your bare knuckle career so far you're getting consecutive fights in a calendar year. So is that like relatively increased strength of schedule something you're happy about? Um, yes and no. I would like it to be more, you know, injury, if being injury free of course and all that good stuff. I was supposed to fight in July. Would have been great to fight in July and then turn around and fight now uh, and get three in this year. But with bare knuckle, you can't always can't always expect to have you know fight after fight after fight. And you know I'm coming off a my second loss in a row, uh, first time in my my whole fight career I've had two losses in a row. So I'm really more excited to get back in there and you know show everyone that I'm not I'm not done. And uh, those two losses were just you know me beating myself more than my opponents beating me. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, because I did see that fight around July, like you were trending towards fighting Glendale, Futrell, and everything, I believe it was. But, yeah, just an interesting situation there. I mean, unfortunate that the fight ended up, you know, getting canceled and everything like that. But there must be perhaps some solace to be found in the fact that you got, like, a fight booked, I guess, relatively, you know, quickly after. I mean, like you said, probably would have wanted it sooner, but it seems like things panned out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the timing of the, the future of fight falling through kind of was a blessing in disguise. I had a lot of personal stuff going on right there, right when he uh, called out of the fight. Um, and then that's when I, around the same time that I made my move out here to Mississippi. So, had a lot going on, had a lot of things I needed to work on and change anyway. So, like, I mean, it just kind of worked out for the better in its own way. And, like, what were some of those specific changes that you implemented? I guess curious for you to expound upon that a bit more. Uh, just like I said, like, I moved out here to Mississippi. I'm not uh, I'm not around the same type of people that I was from uh, in the town that I'm from. Um, just 
more disciplined with my dieting, with my workout regimens, uh, the way I think, the way I work, just made some overall changes to who I am as a person, as a man, and overall a fighter. Uh, made some changes in my game. I try to do things differently with a different mindset when I'm in there. And like I said, man, just overall changing every every little thing, taking everything from the old cup and pouring it out, throwing the cup away and getting a new cup and refilling it with some new stuff. And was that motivated by kind of a similar thing you were talking about before? Like you were saying, it's like the first time in any combat sports run you've had consecutive losses. Like were the, I guess, wheels already in motion to make those changes? Or was that also like the changes, I guess, derived from that circumstance of having the consecutive defeats and looking to get back on track, as it were? Um, that's kind of what ignited the change. I knew something had to had to give and change for, uh, for me to make a better a better appearance my next time out. And uh, like I said, I didn't want to repeat that, that whole step and process for a third time. And it's kind of, like said, yeah, it just motivated everything, man. It, it, it showed me what I haven't been doing. It showed me what I really need to be doing and where I need to be at in life and in fighting. And just had to make some big changes, man. And just a very interesting proposition because, I mean, this is your fourth bare knuckle fight overall here. I feel like you've had an interesting run having fought on consecutive knuckle manias with two and three specifically. So it's like the experience and, you know, getting in the fights is definitely there, but especially so in such like a, you know, pronounced kind of way, like shows that are really getting that big spotlight. So I would think that you would perhaps derive a lot from that that also can benefit the run. Like how much does, I guess, competing under you know, some of the bright lights of some of the bigger tent pole events. Like, how has that, I guess, informed your arc as a bare-knuckle fighter as well? Um, I mean, I don't put too much thought of it and things like that. Um, the bright lights at first, you know, it was a little overwhelming, kind of come from a small town and being on nothing but local shows. It was kind of a, it was like a, a whirlwind to get used to being under the big show, being surrounded by all these superstars in the sport and these bigger names. And like I said, I, I don't. I try not to put too much thought into it anymore. You know, I'm I'm a part of the team. I'm part of the roster. I've been here. Like I said, it's my fourth fight. Nothing new. I know the process. I know what to look forward to. What's going to happen. And you know, being on two consecutive knucklemanias back to back, you know, that's awesome. There's only one other fighter in all of BKFC that's done that, and she's the champ of her division, Britton Hart. Um, no other fighter has done that. Um, I think Lorenzo Hunt who is, you know, right now the pound-for-pound pound best. He's been on two local manias, but there was one in between. So, I mean, it's pretty cool to think about like that, but it hasn't been made too big of a deal, which, you know, it's just more of a personal note to know that I made some type of history for myself, that I was the first male fighter in BKMC history to be featured on two of the biggest shows in the road. So... Yeah, I mean, that's a fair measured way to break all of that down but I guess in more of like the I guess specific competitive kind of sense like what do you know as a BKFC fighter now heading into this fight that maybe you didn't have in your debut effort like what knowledge like that's sports specific here in bare knuckle boxing have you accrued leading into this next fight here you'd say man it's just in, in, in MMA fights, you know, we have our five-minute rounds, and it feels like forever when you're in there. Like, five minutes, just it feels like it's not five minutes. It feels like it's hours. But with bare knuckle, there's only the two-minute rounds. So I've learned that 
things can get jumped in a lot faster than what you anticipate or plan for. So it's better to just be ready as soon as they say go off the scratch line, you know, balls to the wall, no measuring, no reading, no hesitation really. And just, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing I've taken away from it is, is paying attention when it's time to go and being, being ready to go, but also being smart enough to have a controlled aggression in there to know what shots are doing the most damage, not damaging yourself in the midst of things. And of course, you know, the biggest thing is there are no heroes in there, man. You can't, you can't try to fight through something. If you're hurt, if you're hurt, it's better just to take the knee, lose the round to win the fight kind of deal. And I think that's going to be a big advantage on how things feel, the hits feel on the hands, the emotion, the, uh, the momentum of how the fight's going to go, I think that's going to play a, a big part in my advantage because I have been there before and Jeremiah hasn't. So I think I'm looking forward to all that and seeing how he reacts to that type of pressure and those kind of lights. So, Yeah, very interesting. So I was kind of asking in that context even. So definitely on that same wavelength and you know, answering that question for sure. But I was, I was noticing and doing my backgrounding on you. I mean, similar kind of thing for your opponent, like both of you with the prior MMA experiences and everything like that. Like obviously the grappling, kicks, etc., are subverted from that. But like how much does the, I guess, knowledge of the clinch and I guess like certain Greco kind of grappling help you out transferring it to bare knuckle? Because it seems like that really pays dividends just working in the active clinch and all. I mean, it definitely, it definitely helps having that experience from MMA with the clinch work, of course, because you know when MMA we are allowed to punch in the clinch. Um, you've got to, I've learned that you've got to have a little bit more tight knit, uh, head placement and body placement within the clinch. And, you know, being a wrestler from high school, I feel pretty comfortable in the clinch. It's, it's helped me a lot. And I feel even though we can't wrestle them in the fight, we can still wrestle in the clinch. And it, it really does play a big part. And just like MMA, it almost dictates a little bit where the fight's going to go. So, and man, though, he's, a. Uh, I know he's got some knockout wins. I know he's an MMA guy, but I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I would have to say he's probably more comfortable as a ground guy. I know he likes to do a little sporadic stand-up stuff, but nothing too fancy. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting him to be comfortable in the clinch as well, but adding the fact that we don't have gloves and the hits are a little different and we can generate a different type of power from that, I think that's going to that's gonna play a big, a big part in this fight. And it seems like you were talking about Jeremiah Scott with a level of awareness, at least <clears throat> in and as far as this is his BKFC debut. But I guess I'm curious, maybe if you've seen previous tape on him, what you would say some of his better, you know, stylistic attributes are. And I guess just thoughts on the resume in general. Um, I've, I've really only just looked at his record. I haven't really watched too much of his fights. I've seen an old boxing fight and... It looks like it's going to be a high-energy, high-paced type of fight. He's got like a Clay Guida style to him, it seems, in his fights that I have seen. But nothing crazy or spectacular that kind of sends a, a chill up my spine or any kind of crazy doubts. Um, I think he's going to come in really full of himself, me coming off of two losses, two knockout losses in a row. You know, it's going to be, if not his hometown, pretty close to it, his home area. So he's going to have a lot of support there. It's a big show. He's 9-7. and seven. He's been on a, a winning streak. So I feel like he's going to come in a little comfortable and a little excited and 
not really going to be able to take in that full effect of what bare knuckle really is when you take away all the lights and the camera and the screams and when it's just boils down to you and that guy in there. Like there, things are a lot different, and I I don't know if he's fully uh, prepared or mentally open to what what that is and what that entails. Yeah, I mean, just kind of an interesting comparison, like with the Clay Guida fighting style. Because I saw a previous article where you were saying. I want to be known as the most violent fighter in BKFC, so maybe you can play a bit of like a Diego Sanchez kind of role in that sort of binary, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm preparing to die. Like in, in my mindset, I've like said I've lost two two in a row now, so this is my my third time or my my first time back from that. So for me, it's do or die. I'm, I'm having the mentality of he's he can't just knock me out. He has to kill me. I'm either bringing my shield back. Or I'm coming back on it. There's no no in betweens. I don't care if it gets bloody. I don't care if I get injured. I mean, the first knuckle mania fight fight that I fought against Edgar, I broke my hand in that first round, my left hand, and I still kept throwing it. So I mean, it's going to be like that, but more. There's going to be just no logical way for me to get out of there unless I just physically can't do it. I was going to say, it sounds like the wild man moniker is going to reveal itself a bit in this fight, perhaps. Absolutely, absolutely is. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm leaving it all out there. I'm not leaving no questions, no, I don't want to come back with, on my way home, like, man, if I did this differently, this would have happened. I'm not, I'm not leaving none of that to chance. I'm doing everything in my power to can, that I can to hurt this man and put him away. And it's nothing personal. He's just the one that lined up. And I've, I've sacrificed a lot to make this happen here recently and missed some time with my kid and, people that I know and care about and I put all that on hold for him so he's gonna he's gonna feel the the reckoning of all that so I was gonna say I mean just seeing your previous track record with none of your BKFC fights ending you know or rather going the distance I mean just seems like an interesting situation for sure I would feel like this would kind of fit within that you know just ending inside the distance seems like you foresee a finish in this one perhaps oh absolutely I mean if it's if it's anything in my control, this isn't going the distance. Whether it's me on the canvas or him on the canvas, one of us is going down. I mean, for me to go down, he's going to have to put me out. Like I said, where I physically and mentally just can't get back up. For him, if that's unconscious or if he feels like the pain's too much and he wants to give up in front of everybody, that's fine too. But either way, I, I don't think the judges are needed for this one. Yeah, for sure, and just definitely a lot going into it. I guess one of the last things I wanted to touch on, because I was noticing an interview saying circa 2016 you were sidelined for a bit from MMA due to health concerns and did eventually return, but kind of redirected the focus more into bare knuckle. Like, what was it about bare knuckle that enticed you to, you know, really want to go down this path that you're presently on and everything? Um, I mean, I've had a lot of... A lot of people manipulate my career and make it to where if you look, I've only fought once, maybe twice within the calendar year in MMA. And I just, I, I had my kid, man, I took a year off trying to be the stay-at-home dad and do all that stuff. And then after that, I had my last MMA fight, thinking that's what I wanted to do. So I picked the number one guy in Arkansas and, and drove down to Arkansas and pretty much got my ass whooped by him. And, it just in the moment, I remember in the moment, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the, not really just the fight itself, but just the fighting. I wasn't having fun in there. I didn't feel like my, my old self in there fighting. And then 
I was already kind of interested in the bare knuckle, but kind of looked at it as like a like a gag almost in the beginning. I thought it wasn't going to stick around. It was going to be kind of like how fight circus is. It kind of seemed ridiculous, and they were just pitting old UFC guys against each other for a quick fight. And it was interesting to watch, but I never took it too serious until I saw Jason Knight and Artemis about fight. You know, they put a lot of a lot of work into that fight, a lot of hype. Those are some pretty good names, and you know, they put on one one hell of a fight, and it really showed the, the realness and the rawness to it, and it kind of just reignited that fire that I once had about wanting to fight and just get in there with all the violence and chaos and the whirlwind of things and just get going. So, man, I on four days' notice, drove to Nebraska for a tryout, and they had a spar with no gloves, kind of like just light touching, and I just, I loved the way it felt. Like I said, it reignited that competition fire of of wanting to do it just because it was so raw it was still so new and I have a I have a chance to be a pioneer to be a legend in this sport and when you know 15 years down the road when it's taken off like the UFC is and there's a whole new wave of people I can be a Mark Coleman or a, a Chuck Liddell or a Hoist Gracie style you know it fit in that category not as much as Lorenzo and Christine and some of those old school guys like Reggie and Johnny Bedford but you know I'll I'm definitely a part of the second wave, I feel, and as long as I stick to it and get back on the winning side, that's exactly what's going to happen. So that's really what drew me to it was just the rawness, it being so new and unknown, and it's a, it's a, it's a good way that I know that I can handle it for me to, to leave my mark on this sport in some way. Yeah, I mean, well said, and that's a very interesting part of the arc overall. Like, we were talking earlier about how there is a certain cool component to being part of those consecutive knuckle manias like you were, but especially so in the context of, like, the very grassroots kind of process coming up from the BKFC tryout. So definitely an interesting journey, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was really fun. Like, I didn't even get picked at the tryouts. You know, they talked to me a little bit. I talked to Dakota Cochran. Um, he introduced me to my manager. He gave me his phone number, and that's really how I got into it. I didn't, I didn't hear back from anything for the tryouts for probably a couple of months or so until I saw a buddy that I was with at the tryouts, Matea Fonda. He was uh, in my weight class at the time, and he was, you know, trying out for BKFC. But he had gotten a fight for Wichita against LJ Hermrick, and then I saw on Facebook he had posted. And it was canceled due to injury, and there it, it was like an hour old. There was no likes, no comments, no shares, nothing on it yet. So before I did anything, I just screenshotted it, sent it to my manager, and said, "Tell the matchmaker not to look because it's my weight class. I've been training. I'm ready. Tired of waiting on the call, kind of deal." And three days later, he called me and said, "Congrats, you're a BKFC fighter, and you got the fight." So I mean, took that fight on 12 days' notice. Yeah, it just really shows what being game and prepared can garner you, especially in the context of heading into this next exciting fight. So a cool journey to follow and many more chapters in this story to unfurl, I'm sure. But definitely, you know, want to be mindful of that time and schedule, like I was kind of saying before, Chevy. I appreciate you coming on the show and giving great insights. But in saying that, kind of curious if maybe there's a final parting thought you'd want to put out there as we're sort of wrapping things up here, man. Um... Well, that's a tough one. Not really too much. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> I hope Jeremiah sees this so he can uh, be a little more mentally ready because I want a fun, exciting fight for the crowd, for myself. 
for both of us. You know, uh, I feel fighters, we work really hard to live this life and to do what we do. We make a lot of sacrifices that people don't know about or see. And, you know, everyone thinks the fight's the hardest part, but really it's the easiest part. So I hope he's putting in all the work so we can both have a good time. And I hope he brings it because him, you know, he played a little bit of games of cat and mouse with the contract for a little bit. Like I said, it caused me to put some stuff off waiting to see what he was going to do. So I hope I hope this gets after him and I hope he's ready because I'm going to I'm going to make him quit in front of his, his mom and everybody. Yeah, I'm going to be talking to him at the top of the hour, so I'll, I'll definitely gauge where he's at in a couple of those regards, see what he's see what he's thinking. Awesome, awesome, yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. But yeah, I appreciate your time. This should be a great fight coming up at BKFC 52, and definitely excited to see that on October 20th. But until then, you have a great rest of your day, Chevy, and thanks so much for the time, man. Hey, you too, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, look forward to, to talking with you guys more, and ready to put on a show October 20th full of blood and violence for you guys. Yeah, I mean, definitely looking forward to that. Definitely can see some future Bare Knuckle Radio appearances going on. But, yeah, very much excited for this fight, to reiterate, but can't hurt to mention it again. And, yeah, BKFC 52 should be a good one. And just, yeah, have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too, brother. Be safe. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buy. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 52, and that goes down on October the 20th. We have Chevy Bridges knuckling up and towing the line against Jeremiah Scott, and great having Jeremiah on the show for the first time. How are you doing there, man? You having a solid day? How's it going, Jeremiah? going good, man. Uh, on the way to the gym right now. Um, actually, I'm going to make a pit stop to get uh, a couple of braids in because tonight's going to be, it's Wednesday night. We're about two weeks out from uh, from our fight. Um, so tonight's going to be my last night of like hard sparring. Um, so I'm going to get a couple of braids in so my hair is not all up in my face and I'll be able to get the most out of my work tonight. So tonight's going to be my last hard night of sparring. Um, and then the rest is just fine-tuning the old earth suit, um, you know, dieting, um, putting in mitt work, strength and conditioning, and uh, putting in run the miles and stuff. Just staying active, man. So tonight's going to be the last full, like, contact night. Might get a little bit of a little, you know, a busted nose, maybe a little busted lip and stuff like that. And then uh, after that, it's just, like I said, fine-tuning the earth suit and uh, dieting and taking care of myself up to October 20th. Uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, definitely an interesting time to catch you, but in terms of, like, the gym you're at, because I was checking out on social media, and it seemed like it was shouting out Helsin Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, but also Carolina Kickboxing Academy. Like, whereabouts are you training for this particular camp? Yeah, um, I don't know. Did you say you saw Helsin Gracie? That was on Sure Dog, but that could be a little antiquated. Yeah, I mean, shit, I haven't trained in uh, Elson Gracie since, I mean, we're talking 
10 years ago. I actually trained under uh, Derek Kennington when it comes to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a black belt under Kurt Pellegrino, which is a huge uh, guy that's fought in the UFC. Out, uh, his gym is out in uh, New Jersey. Um, so very well-known UFC fighter, Kurt Pellegrino. My coach is Derek Kennington, a black belt underneath him. Uh, my gym is the Next Element Academy. Um, and yes, I do train uh, out of uh, Carolina Kickboxing Academy as well with Walker Vivian. Um, and then also my boxing coach, which my main coach that is getting me prepared for this very knuckle fight, October 20th. His name is Nick Jeretic. Um, that's who's been helping me out the most with my hands over the past few years. Um, known him for over 10 plus years. We've grown up together, but the guy's a killer with the hands. We've been working out. Uh, at the 7 a.m. legend sessions and uh, and the night times as well. I'm actually on the way to the gym right now to uh, train his class and get some sparring in with him. Yeah, and I mean, making the, you know, bare-knuckle boxing debut here, like, what's the, you know, excitement level in that regard? Because, I mean, it seems like you have experience in a few combat sports. So, like, what's the temperament heading into the, you know, BKFC debut and just the entry into the sport in general? Uh, well, I mean, of course, it's super exciting. Um, it's something new. Um, it's also on my birthday. I'm fighting Bare Knuckle, my Bare Knuckle debut on my birthday. Um, but I've fought, like you said, I've, uh, I have over 100 grappling, jujitsu grappling matches. Um, I've fought a handful of times in boxing, a handful of times in Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, and I have you know, almost, I have over 20-something fights in MMA. So me stepping over into bare knuckle, it just adds another thing to my resume. I mean, I don't really think there's another thing that I could do at this point. There's, there's, that's, I've done all of them, you know what I mean? And I've excelled at all of these things. I, I mean, I'm anywhere you put me, nobody really wants to fight me because I'm a force to be a reckoned with with any of these styles of the fighting. I mean, it doesn't matter where you take me in the fight game. I'm a problem. Um, but um, I think that and I've been hearing a lot from a lot of people that uh, bare knuckle fits me. Um, MMA, man, like I'm really good in MMA. I'm really good in all of them, like I've, I've just explained to you. But um, MMA is my favorite. That's where my heart's at. But um, bare knuckle, man, like the, my fight style and how I like to talk a little bit of trash and how I like to bite down and swing for the brick sometimes if it gets there. You know, um, I think that bare knuckle, man, I think this is going to be a really big game changer for me. And I believe that it's going to be something that could possibly change my life because uh, the style, like what they're going to, they're going to remember me when I get there and they're going to see the way I look, how I talk. And then they're going to see how I perform. And uh, they're going to double my money by the time I'm done. Because when I knock out Chevy, they're going to say, this dude's somebody we need. And they're going to want to keep me around. But I'll tell you this with bare knuckle fighting, I'm not doing that shit for free. This stuff is very dangerous. You can get your teeth broken. You can get your nose broken, which I've already had happen a couple of times. I've lost it. I've chipped my tooth. And this is the stuff in MMA. Um, so you can get your nose broken. You get your orbitals broken. And then let's don't even talk about what can happen to your hands. You're fighting bare knuckle, hitting bones. God did not create your body to start clashing bones against bones, right? Yeah. So this is, this is going to be a very wild experience. But I'm looking to excel in it in every way, not just in the fight game, but in the money. I want to make a lot of money doing this shit. I got a little girl at home, so we're coming here to take off dudes' heads and go home with a pocket full of, 
full of money. So this is a, a very exciting to answer your question, and I'm looking to uh, I'm looking to give the fans what they they work for, man. They you know people work really hard to to spend. You know these tickets are fifty and more. You know what I mean? The, tap, the tables are two thousand dollars a table. So I'm promising the fans with my fight alone, your money's worth. I'm guaranteeing it to every single person that comes out to bare knuckle October twentieth in Columbia, South Carolina. Jeremiah Scott versus Chevy Bridges. This is going to be a fight for you to watch, man. I'm telling you guys right now. Yeah, it's just getting me fired up because I was actually <clears throat> talking to Chevy a bit ago and just seems like he has a similar mindset and approach to this fight, just it being a high-octane, exciting kind of affair. So it's great to hear that both of you guys have like the same kind of idea in mind for this one here. Is Chevy going to hear this? I would think so, yeah. Are you going to be able to put mine and Chevy's thing together? Uh, probably. I usually do that more often than not, yeah. I just want Chevy to know I'm going to rip his fucking chin off. That's all I want him to know. And make sure that he packs a fucking lunch. That's all. I just wanted to make sure he hears that and knows that and make sure that he's putting his work in. Because I'm telling you, I'm putting everything. My birthday present's your fucking chin, Chevy. Your chin's my birthday present, October 20th. I'm going to my daughter's birthday party party the next day from 2 to 4 p.m. It's going to be a celebration for your chin. I'm giving my daughter your chin. That's bottom line. So if he gets to hear that, that's awesome. Just wanted to let that be known. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, definitely intense on both sides. He seemed to have like a similar kind of energy, just like a ready-to-go-out-on-his-shield kind of vibe. But he also seemed to intimate that maybe there were some contract delays on your end. I guess curious if you wanted to respond to that or address Something that might be happening with that. Wait, wait, wait. He was saying there was a delay on me signing the contract. Uh, he had sort of intimated that when we were talking. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Not at one sec, not at one fucking point did we ever. We, there was uh, we were offered a handful of guys to fight, and we were just checking out the uh, stuff. A couple of the guys said no before him, and then he came up next in line. My coaches immediately said yes to this guy, and we took the fight. There was no hesitation or no no. If you look at my record, this guy's uh, this guy's crazy for saying that. If you look at my record, my resume, I fight anybody. I fight anybody you're looking at somebody that's fought at 135 45 155 and 170 and i have knockouts in every one of those weight classes but except for 135 and i almost killed the guy in that one too i just couldn't draw i didn't pull it i gassed out after trying i dropped the guy and stuff so i, I fight anybody in any weight class um that's never been uh i don't know what the hell he's talking about that guy's that guy's delusional I guess just curious to, yeah, wanted to put the ball in the court and see if you wanted to address that more so because he mentioned that and I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was happy to address that. He's, he's retarded. But, I mean, you mentioned the birthday component with this fight. I would think there would also be a cool element to, you know, it being for, like, the home state crowd just fighting for South Carolina. Like, is that an important thing for you? Like, is that a cool facet to this one? What are you saying? I'm sorry, you kind of broke up. Are you saying is it cool that I'm going to be fighting in South Carolina? Yeah, no, sorry about the the signal issue there. Yeah, it was in regards to fighting for the South Carolina fans. Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely cool that the Bare Knuckle Bare Knuckles is going to be in South Carolina. Uh, they wanted me on it because I'm a big South Carolina guy. Um, I fought in South Carolina all the time. I'm a well-known mixed martial artist in South Carolina. So they wanted me on the card. So, yes, it's definitely cool. I've fought on a lot of big cards in South Carolina. So this is nothing new to me. Um, but it is cool to be on the uh, card for BKSC, and also there's a, a handful of guys and a girl on there fighting. Uh, Andy Wynn, Brandon Bushaw, 
somebody else I know of, but Brandon Bush on any win. There are some people that I've trained with, been around for, I mean, we're talking almost 10 years now, so it'd be cool to just be, in, you know, getting into this new environment, very novel, which they've already been involved with, but this is my debut. Um, I'll be able to be around people that I've been around my whole life, nearly in this fight game. Um, and man, honestly, yeah, it's very novel and stuff, dude, but I just explained to you that all these you know, grappling, boxing, kickboxing, MMA, now bare knuckle. You know, I've been in a handful of street fighters too, dude. Like, this ain't nothing different. This is my life. This is who I am. Um, I'm a dog. I'm the type of dude to bite down and go get it. I don't care if my nose stuck to the side of my head, if I got a tooth down my throat. I'm the type of dude that's going to be right there in your face every second of that fight. That's why people don't want to fight me. So, this is going to be a new area of fighting, I guess you would say, but it's not. Because in my mind, He's trying to take what's mine. He's trying to take food from my daughter's mouth. This is what I do. I have a job. I train. I teach. But this is the way of getting money for my child. And this is, in a way, he's trying to take from my family. So that's a problem. That's a bad place to be for this man. So I'm treating this as if, like, hey, he said, I'm not, I'm not eating something with my daughter and my family. And this man said something wrong to me. And I get up out of my seat and I just start to fuck shit up. That's where I'm going at this bare knuckle fight. We're going to a dark place. We're going to a tough place. So I'm ready to go through any and everything it takes to make sure I get my hand raised and keep my position in BKFC. And you do seem understandably very excited about this new sport, but you did mention kind of earlier that MMA was kind of like the first love at the very least, and you did compete in MMA a bit earlier this calendar year like is the plan to ideally compete in like both of these sports going forward or could bkfc be the sole path you know depending on how this goes it seems like you're fired up absolutely um mma man i was planning on sticking with mma i just got a killer knockout with a big promotion that uh it was supposed to keep going this promotion was going to be huge um i had a little fallout with them but um with that promotion we had like a hundred thousand dollar grand prix and uh, the, we had the Grand Prix fights went on. There was like a four-fight uh, Grand Prix fight that night. And I was one of the winners of a knockout within a minute and 40 seconds. Um, I knocked him out clean and was supposed to proceed. But something happened with the promotion and it fell out. And I wasn't able to proceed my contract to fight for the $100,000. It was a big shit show. A lot of people got shitted on this show. Um, so I got a little bit of a gap. I'd had some people reaching out to me to fight some more MMA fights. The offers just weren't right, waiting for the right fight because my record's on point and I'm looking to get some right fights to get me into the UFC or somewhere. Um, and BKFC has been offered to me a handful of times for the past like six years, I want to say. And uh, they finally hit me up. And they offered me uh, a good matchup, which is Chevy, and they offered me the right amount of money. And uh, if you know, if you've been keeping up with Bare Knuckle, in the past three years, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships has blown up. The following has gotten tremendously bigger. You've had a, a big handful of uh, UFC fighters such as Eddie Alvarez, um, Chad Mendez, I think it is. You got um, Platinum up in there, Mike Perry. You had Luke Rockhold. And then you got Conor McGregor up in there holding the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship belt. This is a big opportunity. They have a lot of eyes on me. So I'm going in a place where someone else with a lot of eyes is going to see me, see my character, see how I fight, how I bite down. And then we just go back to work wherever the right place is to be because I'm in a position in my life where whatever promotion calls me, they're going to want me to stay with them 
something that you don't see every day. I'm something special, and that's why I'm trying to make sure that I'm taken care of anywhere I go. And I've heard a lot of good things from Bare Knuckle that they pay well, which they're paying me pretty well, but I'm looking to get paid more on my next one. And they take care of their fighters. So I said, let's get it. Let's do this one right here on my birthday. Let's do it. Let's go, let's go get a little bit weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely picking up what you're laying down, man. And, I mean, I was already excited for this fight before, but definitely adding to the enthusiasm with how you're, you know, talking about it, for sure. But I do want to also be mindful of your time and everything, Jeremiah. So, in kind of mentioning that, is there maybe a final parting thought you want to add as we're kind of wrapping up here, man? Is there something I want to wrap it up with here at the end, is what you're saying? Yeah, just maybe if there's, like, a sponsor shout-out or just a general final thought, anything like that. Absolutely, man. Um, I'll shout out a few sponsors right now. I want to uh, shout out Chris Walker with Legit. Uh, thank you so much for supporting me. You got Backyard Sports Bar and Grill, Joey Mendez, um, Brandon, or Bradley, and uh, let's get here. Hold on, hold on now. You got me on the spot. You got me on the spot. Yeah, no, um, good. You got the Dollhouse, Myrtle Beach, man. Best strip club at the beach. Then you have, you know what? I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to start promoting them a lot more in other areas. Let's just end it with this again. Chevy's chin is going to be on my wall October 20th. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. On my birthday, baby. Make sure you guys tune in. This is going to be one to watch. All right? Let's get it. Yeah, I mean, it's seeming like it's going to be quite the heater at BKFC 52. and Yeah, no, it's going to be exciting, man. And just to reiterate, thank you for making time to come on the show. And just have a good rest of your day, Jeremiah. Thank you. Yeah, man. You do the same, brother.